Oh, jam! <laughs> Something got hung on my throat for that jam. But I'm going to uh, forge through. <laughs> what? Was it the jam? No, no, it was... It was the oh, thought. gotcha. Uh, hello again, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic. Here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I am Chewy. You can tell that because I'm the guy who always introduces himself as Chewy, and it says my name right there. That's true. It's way weirder when I do it. Yeah, and that is not Chewy. It's true, Wait, I'm not. No, Squee. Yeah, I am that one. I can do yeah. that. Bo- both of I'm these also are not Clues. Also not. Yeah, Clues, uh, unfortunately, can't be with us this evening. But he said that... No, I can't think of anything funny that Clues might have said. Uh, Clues could not be here today, but he will return in Infinity War. Will he? I mean, probably. Think he'll make if it to the Infinity. end of Infinity War? <laughs> Look, that's a coin flip. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you need Clark's thumb to get through that nonsense. Could you ask Clark if I could borrow his thumb? Do you know Clark? I mean, if he could find it. Is that... Is I that mean, are you just assuming that I know all goblins? Yeah, yeah. That we all just have meetings? Uh, I mean, we do, Witch. but it's rude of you to assume it. Pinball Witch threw five bits and says Clues is not here because he's fighting to get islands banned in magic. He's run off to the Spice Wars, you see. Hmm. So, yes. Hello, everyone. This is Monday Night Magic number 664. And we've got uh, we got some pretty big news to talk about this week. This is something yeah. that uh, people have been asking about and waiting for and dying to know for a long time now. Sure. And we finally, finally have some information. Uh, it looks like they are going to make some Magic the Gathering uh, Planeswalker tights Woo! nice called it he did the best uh you can get jace teferi liliana complete with chain veil hanging on her hip there and uh vraska tights then there are these neat like planeswalker symbol but flames that's really cool the black and white planeswalker symbols the the, the flames make them faster i don't know what's going on with this one with the triangles and circles and squares and planeswalker symbols but um, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's kind of rugratsy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got some Chandra character tights here. We've got some. Uh, I don't know what kind of skirt these are, but we've got the 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 tights designs in skirts, long yeah, long skirts. I don't I don't know clothing. Apologies. Uh, you can also get uh, Vraska, Liliana, and Teferi. Uh, these are called skater dresses. These are uh, really cute. Yeah. Uh, you can get the Chandra other kind of dress. <laughs> and then this Jace, like, sleeveless, long hoodie thing. I don't know what this is either, but it's really cool. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a bathrobe, but looking at the material, it's not a bathrobe. Mm. 
So yeah, these are pretty sweet. Uh, Wild Bangarang is uh, selling them. They start apparently uh, Friday the twenty third of August. They go on sale. These are the same people that do the uh, like character tights for Overwatch and probably some other Blizzard properties. Yeah, like I've definitely seen plenty of things like this at conventions. I've even seen people wearing them not at conventions. Oh yeah, so. because they're you know because they're clothing. Yeah, they're clothes. So you just they're actually them. real clothing. Once yeah. people started wearing their N seven jackets outside of cons, I was hoping we'd reach this point eventually. So got there. Seriously, I really dig these skater dresses. Yeah, like these are you. baller. So yeah, there you go. Like I said. Friday, August 23rd, apparently these go on sale. So at 9.30 UK time, but there are a couple of UK times, aren't there? Um, Or wait, no, the UK is just in one time zone, isn't it? um, I I always assumed it was Greenwich, but I could be wrong. I have never actually checked. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that Clues missed... Uh, an episode of School of Movies that he was supposed to be on or showed up really late because there was some mistranslation in time zones. Mm. Mm-hmm. But all right. So there you go. That's the big news this week. Yep. Um, I still don't get the inclusion of Vraska with these. Just in the tights. I think it's so you can do the couples cosplay with Jace. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Got there. That was nice. Okay, but that is a real thing. But okay, so seriously, the real big news. Whoops. Uh, the future of Magic Esports. This popped up on Wednesday of last week while I was on a 13 hour drive. So, yeah. So yeah. And then I didn't get a chance to read it until yesterday (laughs) there's a lot to read admittedly there is so (laughs) what we've got right now we've got the mpl right it's it's x number of people i forget how many people it is because it it doesn't matter i think it's 20 is it still 24 i think it's still 24 doesn't matter oh it's 32 sorry it's 32 I think they expanded it. Right, there's eight in each uh, division. Yep. Math is hard. I forgot math. But, uh, so it's it's the top 30, well, it's 32 people. And if you want to get in it, sucks to be you. Because no one knows how to get in it. And then below that, there's everyone else. Yeah. There you go. If, and there's no, there was no connecting line between everyone else and the MPL. It was just, bleh. I'm pretty sure you needed to actually achieve a wish spell to get in at one point. Ah, that's the trick. But that's been a major sticking point, really, since the MPL was announced. Yeah, because it started out as here are the, um, the top players, based on, um actual ranking, you know, give or take the ones who didn't want to do it. And then over time, as some of them dropped out, others were put in there at varying criteria. And it was confusing because there was never a path to get there. You just had to get there somehow. 
You had to be invited, yeah. essentially. So it was very strange, and a lot of pros became disillusioned, and a lot of grinders became disillusioned. A lot of people were like, I don't even play Stuart Game anymore. And if mm-hmm. that was your goal, that was understandable. Yeah. So, but now we have information about how all this works for next year. Yeah. So, okay, this is all propaganda right here. Don't you can just skip reading all that. Uh, Ooh, propaganda. Wait, no, later, later. Uh, I hear that uh, propaganda is useless, but I think that's a mistranslation. Hackity hack. Overwatch joke. Okay, so uh, let's let's hit these these bullet points here. The Magic Pro League has a clear path to pro with the addition of a new Rivals League. Ah, Tabletop Magic gets the Players Tour. Ah, uh, Arena will do Mythic Invitationals. Ah, the Magic World Championship is still the the big daddy. Of the whole thing. There are way more qualification slots. Twice as many. For, uh... I like the way it says... Twice as many qualification slots. But it doesn't say for what. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Uh... And they're incorporating... The SCG Tour and the Let-Am Magic Series... By Bazaar de Bagda. Good. <laughs> to offer qualification paths to the Players Tour, which is the thing I have been expecting to get uh, integrated for a long time. Yeah, I was time. surprised it took as long as it did. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I like the way that this last bullet point here is something for the investors and not for us. Magic will remain a category leader, offering more than $10 million in prize and player support for the following season. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) There is money to be had spread out over a range to be discussed later. So, let's look at this opportunities to compete graphic. This is very important. The Uh, graphics in this are very important. The graphics in this entire thing. Try to find them. Very important. Okay, so, uh, the Players Tour qualifiers... PTQs, which are essentially MCQs, which were essentially PTQs, <laughs> uh, and the WPN qualifiers, uh, the Premier Series, so the Star City and LATAM, and they're going to add more in the future, they say, or hope to, uh, mm-hmm. Grand Prix, and Magic Online events. Those all qualify you, or offer qualification slots to the Players Tour. The Players Tour is essentially the Pro Tour. But they can't call it that because they have actual pros now. Yeah. And by pro, I mean professional in that there are people paying them to play the game. Professional, not professional as in yeah. they're really good and sometimes they win lots of money. It's in they're being paid to play the game kind of professional. Okay? That, yeah. that, that's when a very important difference. When we say this is like the Pro Tour, we know it's being overly simplistic, but it's a very direct analog to what it was. So just start as that as your frame of reference to pay attention for differences rather than starting from scratch. It'll be easier, I promise. Yeah. 
So the Players Tour is essentially the Pro Tour. Those lead into the Players Tour Finals. We'll explain all this in a minute. And that leads to the World Championship. That's that's tabletop. Yeah. In Arena, the top 1,200 ranked players in Limited and Constructed uh, lead into Mythic Point Challenges and the Mythic Qualifiers. There's also the Rivals Mythic Qualifier. Those lead into the Mythic Invitationals, which are the same that the Arena Mythic Invitationals are right, or Mythic Championships are right now, sort of, kind of. Actually, it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's just yeah. they've changed the name to Invitational now to make it more accurate. Yeah. And those lead to the World Championship. So look, there's a very clear path to how to get up to the top and play in the World Championship. Okay? Okay. So that's yeah. awesome. This is a thing that we that's sort needed. of had before. But now here it is spelled out for us. And you'll notice there's no mention of the MPL here. We'll get to that. Stay tuned. Uh, I guess we'll get to that right now. Okay, so. And uh, now we're back. So now we've got the Magic Pro League, which we have right now, the MPL. Okay, MPL, MPL. It's not changing. It's the same thing. MPL. But right below that is the Rivals League. So you've got the MPL, which is like the, the Major League, and you've got the Rivals League, which is like the, the Minors. You're yeah. still... You're still... Like, there's still a contract involved. You're still getting paid to play Magic. Pretty much, but yeah. there's the so there's the the top and then there's the the tippy top. That's the MPL. Those are the the big names. Like the word league is actually appropriate here. These are different leagues of the same thing. Right. Uh, so what is the rivals league? Okay, so the rivals league is going to be forty six players. It's going to be. Uh, the top twelve, <clears throat> excuse me, the top twelve digital players that aren't already in the MPL. So, if the MPL players are like numbers one, three, eight, then it's the top twelve. Other than those, yeah, Does that makes sense. Okay, uh, the top twelve ranked tabletop players, the bottom twelve players from the MPL gauntlet. We'll get to that in a minute. Just don't worry about it. Cool. The bottom four players from the previous MPL, which means the Magic Pro League, the bottom four of the Magic Pro League are going to drop down into the Rivals League automatically, which ensures that there's a churn and we get new faces in the MPL and it gives people a reason to do well in the MPL. Yeah. You don't just want, well, you know, we're good. <laughs> We're here now. Started at the bottom. Now we're here. Now we we don't we can just rest on our laurels. No, you got to win. You got to compete. You got to do well because the bottom four drop back down to the miners. Okay. Okay. See. And then there are six discretionary invites, which will be like this ceviche type thing, almost certainly. Right. That probably probably. It will be whatever they feel like the league needs at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Which may vary based on who else is there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, okay. Discretion, see? <laughs> so that's that's the Rivals League. These are the people who are trying to get to the MPL. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So let's see. Rivals get invites to events, the Players Tour events, and the Rivals Mythic qualifiers. And they can earn up to $20,000 in appearance fees on top of the prizes and stuff that they might win at any given tournament. So that's pretty cool. That's essentially... I think the $20,000 in appearance fees is essentially like the, the contract portion of the thing. Yeah. So Okay, so we're clear on that. That all, for the most part, makes sense as far as the yeah. things that have already been described. Okay. So then the MPL is going to drop down the 24 players and each of them will be able to earn up to $50,000 in appearance fees in addition to any prizes they might win in any given tournament. MPL players will also be invited to Mythic Invitationals and all tabletop players tour events. So that's one of the perks of being in the MPL. You get to go play in the big tournaments automatically. Okay. Yeah, you're not fighting your way into them. Right. So, uh... They don't explain this part for a long time, the start of partial season. Yeah, we'll we'll cover the partial season thing later. Uh, I mean, we could, we could do that now. So okay. the next season is going to be a partial season because they're shifting when the season begins and ends. Yeah. So, like, the next one is going to run, what did, what did you say earlier? Like, it, I believe it's expected to start next summer slash next fall. Like, I don't think they gave a date, but I think it's pretty easy to assume it's going to align with the release of sets. Probably align with rotation, I think, is what we determined. That's my guess. In the pre-show. Um, okay, August 2020 is when the next one starts. So, yeah, it'll run through end of July slash beginning of August, depending on how they drop it. But it won't so. start until, like, the beginning of next year. Yeah, it... It starts on January 1st and runs to July 31st. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why it's a partial season. And after that, there'll be presumably year-long seasons. Yes. So, okay. Uh, so, it'll be 24 players. The top 16 of those 24 just stay in the MPL automatically. You're at Good the job. top of the top. Good job. Uh, the bottom four automatically drop down to the Rivals League. Automatically. Uh, yeah. The next four up have to go to the MPL Gauntlet. Ha-ha! Fight. Uh, the MPL Gauntlet is 16 players. It's the four MPL members and 12 other competitors. Which we'll get, we'll get to who they are in a minute, but... Uh, the top four of the gauntlet go to the MPL, along with the top two rivals that have uh, in mythic points and the top two rivals in player points. So four automatically drop from the MPL, and four rivals automatically go in. So that, like I said, we're we're constantly going to get churn. We're going to get new players in and out every season. Yeah, even if players that fall in there win the gauntlet outright you're still getting a four swap so variety yeah so if these top four or the these four who are in the gauntlet are the top four of the gauntlet they stay in but these yep. other four are gonna swap guaranteed so like yep. I said, we're gonna you get will new, not get new identical weapons. seasons year to year exactly so okay the gauntlet 
And the gauntlet, I think, is going to be like a highlight. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch because everyone in it has a major stake of moving up to the pro league or having to drop back down to the rivals. Yeah. And it's going to be... This determines what the next year of their life is. Yeah, and it's going to be really, really uh, fun to watch, I think. I uh, I was telling Bill earlier in the uh, Heroes of the Storm Pro League, I forgot what it was called now because it's been gone for a year or so now, unfortunately. Uh, there was a thing called the Crucible, where the bottom two league teams and the top two uh, minors teams, I forget what these sections were called but they had uh playoffs to see who would move up and or or yeah who would stay in the pro league or go up and it was always like the best thing to watch so this will be awesome but anyway okay so what is the gauntlet so it's going to be the four people from the mpl that are trying to hold their spot yep it'll be The Rivals players that are ranked 3rd through 8th in Arena and 3rd through 8th in Tabletop. Because, remember, the top two automatically go to the MPL. Yep. So, the rest of the top eight in Arena and Tabletop, this is based on your Mythic points or your player points, go into the gauntlet, and it's a 16-player tournament. It's gonna be sweet. I'm just gonna, I'm just saying that now. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and and the top the top four of the gauntlet go to the MPL. Everyone else goes to rivals, regardless of where they came from. Yeah. And for the the various people I've seen in chat commenting, this is like how a lot of sports work. Um, yeah. The the concept of leagues, the concept of some people moving in while others move down, they're not pulling this out of nowhere. They're clearly looking at what's worked in other, you know, build your way up to the top structures and. It makes sense. Um, like I said, if you're just listening to this, we've thrown a lot of words at you. You should go to the show notes and actually find the link to this article. You really should. <laughs> the visuals help tremendously. Yeah. Or, you know, you could watch us on twitch.tv slash the mana pool. Yeah. Or, or you YouTube. could watch this on youtube.com slash the mana pool the next day. Mana pool, mana pool, mana pool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That that's like the main structure at the very top. You've got this is what the MPL is. This is what the rivals are or league is, and this is how we determine who moves up and who doesn't. So yeah, this will be sweet. Yeah, and chat says having people's entire livelihood rest on performance in a single tournament seems very gladiatorial. Gladiatorial, and yes, it does. Admittedly, you're not going to fall to not getting paid. You're just going to be in rivals still. Yeah. Or you will fall down to rivals. But, I mean, that's that's how esports yep. works. <laughs> like, so, you are fighting for the contract. Yeah. That That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on. Yep. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, God. How much of this do we want to go into? I don't think we need to go into the full detail of it. I think so far we've actually covered how to get to the Rivals League and how to get from the Rivals League to the top. 
Did we so, have not talked about how to get to the Rivals League? Oh, did we not? Oh, well, then we should talk about that. Yeah, because they haven't actually said that yet, have they? I thought that was what we covered at the beginning. Oh, yeah, this right here. Yeah. Right, right, right. Never mind. Ignore me. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Ha, ha. Yeah, there's a lot of details here on the the various formats, the breakdown of the different players' tours. Um, I don't know how much of this reading to you is going to help versus if this is a thing that you really, really care about, you'll want to read. Yeah. So we keep saying mythic points and player points. Mythic points are what you get by playing arena and arena events. Mm-hmm. Like the Invitationals and the Mythic Qualifiers and the Mythic Point Challenges, which are other tournaments. And then players' points are tabletop points. These are separate. Yep. And then, okay, now, the Players' Tour. There are three regional Players' Tours. There's Americas, Europe, and Asia Pacific. And every year, there are three Players' Tours... In each region, so there's a total of nine. Now remember, these are sort of pro tours or maybe championships, but they're they're regional. You can only go to one per period of time. So you don't have to go to the one that you live at, but you can't just like hit up all three. Yeah, so if these aren't all on the same weekend, you can't do this one and then go do that one. You you, you pick one. But you're not locked into which one you pick. So if you live in uh, the Americas, but you really want to go to the one in Europe, you can. You just can't do the Americas one also. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. So this, this keeps people from being forced to travel across the world if they do get an invite. Which is very important. But it also frees up the people who have the means to go wherever the hell they want to, to allow them to. So this is this is kind of win-win for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. It is worth noting that the, um, the different players tour regions do have a different number of players. Um, so, like, the Americas will have approximately 500 players... Europe is approximately 400, and Asia-Pacific is approximately 250. I'm sure that's going to vary a little bit, but the prize pools are kind of scaling with the player count, so you don't necessarily want to aim for one over the others. It's just an acknowledgement that they are spread out a little differently. Sure. I don't actually know where you're seeing that, so I can't show it, but... Oh, here we go. Right here. Okay. He was reading this. Yeah, so... Uh, let's see here. Like, I don't understand this. This is, while player tour events are regionalized, if you live in one region but want to play in another, you can do that. You are, however, limited to playing in just one regional players tour event per players tour finals. So, there are three players tour events in a year. Are there three players tour finals? To go in there, mm-hmm. or is that just the big thing at the end of the year? Um, there are three that go with it. Okay, gotcha. They're essentially, yeah, there are three players for finals each year, and the events have smaller invite lists than the players' tours. 
um, they're kind of their way of saying whichever the three you do well in is your way into here. And that's also where they put the um, MPL people, since they're obviously not going to all the player stores. Right. Okay. So, much like the old Pro Tours, you can qualify for a player's tour by doing well at a qualifier event. So a PTQ, player's tour qualifier, or a WN quali- WPN qualifier, or a Grand Prix, or the Premier Series, that's Star City and the LATAM series as of right now, and uh, PTQs on Magic Online. Just like the old ways, the old days, right? See And so let's see here. Doing well at a player's tour earns you prizes and invites to future player's tours. The top finishers get to go to the final. And the finals are where the top players at each of the three all come together. I don't know how many top that's on here somewhere, but I have... There's a lot of information here and it didn't all stick. (laughs) What did we determine? That they're like... 120 players or something like that for the finals. Yeah. Um, yeah. These invites, these events will invite approximately 120 players and we'll each have a $250,000 prize pool. So that's the players tour final. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be the top X of each of the three regionals come together. The top, we're going to say 40, but it's probably scaled slightly due to a different number of people at each one. Right. But roughly speaking, like the top 40 or so adjusted, uh, possibly, will go to the final. Okay. So, yeah. PTQs give you... Hey, look! PTQs are are giving you uh, promo cards. 2020. The first one in 2020 is a nice, happy cryptic command. Very sweet. The real reason clues is uh, yeah. I feel like I missed something. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Doing well enough at a player's tour will qualify you for the player's tour finals. Right. There are three each year. Ah, okay. Here we go. The top finishers from the player's tour events based on record. The top finishers from previous player's tour finals. All 24 MPL members... And each GP winner in a qualifying season all get to go to the Players Tour final. Oh, wow. So if you win a GP, you skip the Players Tour and just get to go to the final. Which can help. That's pretty sweet, actually. I don't think that had stuck. Okay. There you go. Like I said, there's a lot of information here. And it doesn't apply to us, so we haven't, like, yeah. absorbed it. <laughs> I mean, like, I've read this entire article and some parts of it several times, and it's just a lot. Yeah. But you don't have to memorize all of it. You just have to be aware that it's there and you can reference it as needed. Yeah. Essentially, for the Players Tour, it's kind of like a modified version of what we already know. So, mm-hmm. like, all of these, it sounds like a lot. But a lot of it we already know because it's almost what they've been doing for years. Yeah, it 
it's kind of interesting that GPs are getting back to what they were before, which is nice big tournaments that can qualify you for big things if you do really well. Yeah. So chat goes, didn't GP winners back in the old system go to the PT without the PTQs back in the day? Well, yeah, but Mm -hmm. this is skipping. So there's another level. There's the, the PT and now there's the PTF. That's like the top of that. So they get to skip the early. It's like getting a, a buy to day two almost. Does yeah. That make sense? It's not that, but it's it's sort of, if you're trying to put it in terms of the old way, it's kind of yeah. like winning a GP gets you to day two of a pro tour. <laughs> you're not winning a chance to compete for the next thing. You're skipping to the next thing, which is kind of yeah. nice because there's so many other things to play for after that. Yeah. Huh, that's really neat. All right, so got PTQs, WPN qualifiers, the Premier Series, which it says these include, for example, events like the SCG Tour by Star City Games and the newly created LATAM Magic Series by Bazaar de Bagda. So we expect to continue to expand partner events in 2020 and beyond to create exciting new opportunities for high-level play that provide paths to the Rivals League and the MPL. That's promising. That is uh, GPs are s- still the same. Yep. It says, note that GP will award lifetime player points, but they will not apply to seasonal qualifications. Huh. Lifetime total player points will use pro points as a starting basis. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then we've got the arena tournaments, which are... Pretty much the same, I think, for the most part. Uh, Three Mythic Invitationals in regular season. Yeah, so players invited to these Invitationals will be drawn from within the MPL, the Rivals League, the Mythic Qualifier Tournaments, and other discretionary invites. So, yeah, the Mythic Qualifier Tournaments are... That's the thing they did for the last one. The top 1,200 ranked players in uh, Constructed or Limited are eligible to play in the Mythic Qualifier Tournaments, and then the top players there get to go to the Invitational. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, the top 16 in each tournament actually get to go. So there you go. Oh, here it is. Next year will be a transition as we work to a shift to mid-year to mid-year competitive season. Okay, yeah. So the yeah the 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 first season of this is a partial season again because instead of doing it from January to December they're shifting it to work more along the lines of when rotation happens kind of sorta. Yeah, it's a little early by traditional rotation happening, but July thirty one will probably make sense based on whatever they announce between now and then. Yeah, I'm sure they will be aligning to this in some way. So, okay, so after the conclusion of the 2019 season, the partial season MPL and Rivals League will be the top 20 MPL players and the top four challengers based on Mythic Points. That's your new MPL. The bottom 12 MPL players will go to Rivals. Uh, The next eight 
arena uh, ranked and tabletop ranked players get invites to rivals, and then they will add four members to the rivals league at their discretion. That's the first year, and after that, everything becomes more structured. What we said before. <laughs> yeah, everything we said before. But this is how they're setting up the Rivals League in the first place. Oh yeah, here here's a handy graphic that tells you all that that I could have had on the screen this whole time. Aha. Uh-huh. So there you go. And look, I do like that they're already like the bottom 12 just dropped to Rivals and the top 4 Mythic Point leaders jump up to MPL just like that. Yeah. That's nice. Hmm. And then the World Championship is going to be in February of 2020, not December. And it's going to... Let's see. Feature the winners of each player's tour finals and the winner of each Mythic Invitate. Oh, wait. That's for the the next year. Yeah. So, yeah, next year's... The 2020 to 2021 season, I, I really hope they come up with a better way to do that. Uh, a prize pool of $1 million and will feature the winners of each player's store finals and the winner of each Mythic Invitational. And will take place near the end of the season in 2021. Additional slots will be announced prior to the start of the season. So they're still ironing that out, in other words. Yeah. So, there you go. That's what it's going to look like going forward. So for those of you who want to try to get in on this, well, there's lots of ways to do it. You go for, let's go back to the top. You can try to win any of these things. The PTQs, the WPN qualifiers, do well in the Star City City Tour, or the other things like that. Uh, Spike a Grand Prix, or win a Magic Online PTQ. Just like the old thing, you have to you have to qualify yeah. to go to the players' tour. There you go. There's the store to walk in tournament level, or you could grind arena and then hope to uh, be one of the top 1,200, and then win one of the qualifiers, and that gets you into the Mythic Invitational. But actually, you really don't need to pick one, do you? Uh, no, though note that your progress in one does not at all impact your progress in the other. That is they important. They follow different points. So, it, realistically, if your goal is to jam your way through the arena side, you probably need to spend more of your energy getting in that top rank. Whereas if your goal is the paper side, then you've got to do well in tournaments for most of these. So, like, the, I think that the arena side is a bit more point-based. And the paper side is a bit more do-well-in-tournaments-based. But, obviously, these skills help you in both. Yeah. So, there you go. That is yep. what the next season will look like. And, again, this is just... This is just the skeleton. This is just the structure. We don't know any... Specific details of when and why and how and blah, 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 blah. But this is how it works. This is the scaffolding upon which they will hang everything else. And honestly, I really like this. Like, I like that there's a clear path 
to go from nobody to MPL member. It's not easy, but it's yeah. there. Uh, there's this all like rewards people who do well regularly. Like basically everything about this is just a massive improvement to the nothing that we know for this season. Yeah. <laughs> like so. it's one of those things where when I first pulled it up, it was almost getting a headache because there was so much there. But once I grokked that it was, there are a whole bunch of ways to get there. And if you're the person who wants to get there, you've got a lot of options and you just sort of pick the one that works for you. Or if you want to go all of them, well, here they are. That was fine. But if you're the kind of person who just wants to show up, completely dominate a tournament, and then dominate a tournament, and then dominate a tournament, and then Mighty Ducks your way to the top of the world, there is a path to do that. If you want to grind, there are several paths to do that. So. They are catering to as many paths as they reasonably can, but also acknowledging that the people at the top have to stay there. You don't just get there and then, like, float on the train or whatever. Like, it's very much a third of you are going to have to fight to stay there, even at the top. And that's a bit more intense. Yeah. I I really like this. Again, this, this doesn't affect me at all. So, uh, But as someone that has to talk about it, and someone who will uh, be following along... I really like this. <laughs> it is a little more entertaining for me as a spectator than here's a list of the, you know, X Pro Tours and Y GPs a year. Because this puts more stakes and it's a bit more person focused. Because realistically, there were always the players that were going for certain levels of success. There were the players who were going for player of the year or they were just trying to, you know, hit a certain threshold or points or whatever. But in terms of tournament, it was like, this is a tournament of a Pro Tour, this is a tournament of a GP, and occasionally this is Worlds. Like, there really wasn't a lot of variety to it, and as someone wandering in, it's like, oh, okay, I hope they win. And, like, that was it. Then start over next week. This builds to something. Yeah. And I imagine in the world of coverage, they're going to spend a lot of time talking about the stakes, and everyone who gets to the end will have a bit more exciting of a story to tell than... And then I showed up at a GP and I did well and I won. Because just showing up and winning a GP is only going to get you so far. Like, you've really got to cover a lot to get to the top. Hmm. But yeah, if you want to see this stuff, um, definitely go to YouTube slash the Mana Pool, uh, twitch.tv slash the Mana Pool, or if you really want to just read the whole article directly, it's at magic.gg. Because, of course, that's a thing. So chat is informing me that all of the Players Tour and Finals will have video coverage. Which, yeah, they should. Because they're Pro Tours, mm-hmm. Mythic Championships, that putting it in today's language. And all of those do. I just don't see that anywhere. But I'm, I'm completely sure that that's accurate. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not in there. They announced it on Twitter. Well, that'd be why I didn't. I don't see it. Do you want to talk about other stuff they announced on Twitter now? But that's that's not a change. Yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. 
Yeah, for as exhaustive as this article is, there's a lot of information not here because this is specifically talking about the structure. Yeah. It's not going into the details of every aspect of this. Um, and that's why a lot of things have been addressed on Twitter because if you give people a lot of information, they're going to want a little bit more because now they can see the holes. So Exactly, yeah. And like a notable one, uh, Sam Black asks, will MPL players still have streaming contracts or just appearance fees? And Magic Esports responded, in 2020, MPL will have play contracts only. So this whole streaming contract and playing contract thing isn't a thing for next year. So that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, they've answered... Just all kinds of questions on here. Don't but... don't be surprised if they compile a lot of this into an FAQ later. And when they do, we'll link you to it. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, them's the the world of esports. Yeah. So the future of Magic Esports as this article is titled looks exciting honestly i like it i'm i'm right. down i'm hip i'm with it i'm uh i'm hello fellow children anyway hello fellow teenagers let us talk about the magic the gathering yeah so is that, is that, hang on, let's go here. Is that that? Is that everything for that? Are we good? Yeah, that's all we need to talk about right now. <laughs> also, tights. Oh yeah, tights. Those are great. Okay, so I can close that and close that. And I can close that. Awesome. Look at all that RAM you just got back. All right, so next up, this was announced, like, this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. The Magic the Gathering Companion app. You guys remember Portal? This ain't it. They're not doing that okay. anymore. Whatever they were doing with that was busted and wrong and stupid and lame. That's I like how you said that, and my brain jumped to the game Portal because it had the Companion Cube, <laughs> and I needed to connect the dots in an entirely different direction. Yeah, no. It even says right here... Where was that? Yeah. It says, while creating Portal, it became apparent it did not meet the needs of players in the right way. Which leads me to believe that... I don't know if this was being done in-house or by a, th a third party. But either way, whatever they were trying yeah. to do, as I said, was stupid and bad and lame and awful in some way that they're never going to tell us. But so companion is going into open beta. It's on iOS and Android. Apparently if you're on iOS, you have to download the test flight app from Apple first. I don't know what that means, but there you go. I suspect it lets you get beta. Uh, possibly. Thing. Yeah. Based on the name. So I have an Android. as of right now, it's uh, it's going to be, the first functionality is a home tournament organizer that empowers players to organize and scorekeep their own events. 
You'll be able to run events with anywhere from 2 to 16 players with much with much of the functionality of an organized tournament. Oh, dude, your phone's going to crash. Gonna be awesome. <laughs> your, your phone will become a dumpster fire. <laughs> you will pull out your phone and you'll be like, okay, I'm keeping track of the tournament. Oh, all right, hold on. Find the slips. Find the slips. We got to put this in again. Uh, but that's that's the main thing it does first. But yeah. it's it's an open beta, and they're going to be adding more functionality and whatnot. Later iterations of the app are going to start expanding on that functionality, empowering stores to better manage their events through mobile devices synced with players who have access to the app. Hmm. Imagine playing an event in a store and handling pairings, results, and more right through your mobile device. Like, you've got the the app on your phone, and it goes, hey, you're playing this person at table, meh. And you go, oh, you don't have to, that horde of people to get up and go to pairings. You just go, like, everybody's phone yeah. goes, bring, and you go, oh. Hey, man, it's you and me. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Like, there are a lot of very basic features that would be nice to have synced up. Like, I would be in a bit happier when it comes to tournaments if one of the features of the app, like, you know, you key into whatever tournament it is and it just tells you what the clock is for that round so that you don't have to lean the awkward way to see the clock that might be at the other end of the store or... or hey! How much time is left? <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember when I did tournaments more, you tried to sit on the side of the table where you could actually see the clock. Because in some ways it was an advantage. And just looking at your watch doesn't quite cut it because you want to know how much time is left exactly. Um, so that's good. And I think there's a lot of room for things like that. Because when I originally thought of Magic Apps, I assumed it would be like, and here's the Gatherer with the most recent rulings. And really, this is not trying to do that. And it's probably better. Yeah. So you have a phone with access to the internet. You can find that nonsense on your own. It works in a browser. It's true. Also, hey, Gothic, thank you for the 500 bits. Oh, yeah. Sick. And a unicorn. And a... A weird cartoon unicorn, yeah. As if there were real unicorns. Narwhals, narwhals. Ah, swimming in the ocean. Swimming in the ocean. That's not that commotion. Um, So yeah, that's really cool. If you want to give it a whirl and offer feedback because it's an open beta, then go download it and do so. Alright. Alright, so while we're on Magic Digital, this is huge. This popped up earlier today as well. Yep. Uh, At Gamescom today, they announced that they're bringing Magic Arena to more players. First, it's going to go on the Epic Store. Which, like, it's still free. And you can still download it directly from the Arena website. But, it gets it in front of more people. Which is the thing you want. Especially when it says, you know, free to play. Oh, sweet. So that'll get more butts in the seats. As it, the digital butts in the Digital seats? 
Maybe? Wearing magic tights. Wearing magic tights. Oh, I closed it. I was the tights, but I closed the tab. Hmm. So, yeah. That's cool, I guess. Anything to get more people interested. So it's sure. going to be... It says this winter. So Arena will be on the Epic Games Store on PC. And... And this is a big and. It's coming to Mac shortly afterwards. Yeah. You remember way, 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 way back? That's four ways. I think that's right. When they said, hey, we're going to put this on PC and Mac and it'll be awesome. And then they never said anything about it again. (laughs) I think all of my memories of Mac and Magic involve who's complaining uh, yeah yeah so it's about where i'm at <laughs> but they even announced uh, several times there are no plans current plans to bring it to any other formats which made people go oh man which you know understandable but hey they're gonna bring it to mac so all of you yeah. mac players eventually can shut up already i know you're not gonna because <laughs> you're mac people but you know there you go. They didn't yeah. mention Linux. Uh, I like the way it says, what about other platforms? And it just repeats. Yeah, it's going to be on Epic Game Store and then Mac. Mm. Wait, really? Why is there a question, what about other platforms? And then they don't mention other platforms. What is this? <laughs> I mean... Will be a great first step to taking magic to new places. I think the other platforms is specifically Mac. <laughs> Apparently. Is what they mean. Uh, Although it is noted that Epic Game Store is their exclusive third party PC download part. So I think other platforms really just means Mac. So they're not saying Linux or anything else. Yeah. I do not see Nintendo. <laughs> so, there we are for the moment. But yeah, people, I've seen a lot of people here lately go like, they should put Arena on Switch. And my response to that is, what? But <laughs> One more time. Yeah. What? How would you even... What? Uh. I think most of the waiting right now is to see, like, um, tablets and whatnot, right? Uh, yeah. I think the tablets are what they're really waiting on. Yeah. For other platforms. Like, Linux and tablets are the the only two things left. I don't know if Arena will ever be able to work on a phone. I mean, if it works on a tablet, it'll probably work on a big phone. I mean, probably. I mean, phones are pretty big now. So, I know that Hearthstone on a tablet looks just like Hearthstone on a PC... But Hearthstone yeah. on a phone is different. Is it like Hearthstone for ants? Uh, sorta. But like, instead of your hand being at the bottom, and the each of the four corners of the board has a thing you can play with when you're bored, mm-hmm. instead, two of those corners are taken up with your hand and their hand. Yeah. Just to make better use of space. I mean, that sounds inevitable. But I don't think it's screen space for, like, hands and whatnot that are the problem with uh, Arena. I think it's 
board space. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. But we're just talking because there's no mention of that whatsoever. But yeah. it's coming all, to... all we got out of this is Epic for PC and shortly thereafter Mac. That's that's what's here. Yeah, so it's going to be on Epic Game Store. It's still going to be on the Arena website for direct download. You don't have to go through the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Uh, You you just don't. So everybody calm down. Uh, It's not going to be on Steam because it's on Epic. Because that's that's how this works. Not be on Steam. It will not be on Origin. Not be on the various other things. Yeah. Uh, It won't be on Battle.net. <laughs> Gog. And yeah, there you go. Super Game Boy. That's that's <laughs> I hate you. Nintendo sixty four disc drive. Wait, Gothic said you you finally will have a friends list. It doesn't say anything about that? Oh, you mean on Epic? Yeah, on Epic, I think it works. Oh, uh, I mean, if it has integration with the Epic Store's like friends list thing, I don't know. So there you go. But that's cool for all of you Mac people. Have a party sometime after winter, because it says mm-hmm. this winter is when Epic will come to the, will will do the thing, and shortly after. So I'm gonna say what, July. Um, I'm going to say March. Ah, okay, you're being, what? I was actually, I meant to say June, but I said July. <laughs> That's fair. All right. I'm saying March because I have a feeling they're going to push to get that rolled out in time for the World Championship, and they're going to fall behind by about three weeks, because it's still a launch. Fair so enough. So that is... Thanks, Twitter replies. That is that. Also, by the way, in case you didn't know, tights. I'll do tights. And skater dresses. Majestic. Yeah. Okay, so, I... Everything that's left is tournaments, right? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. Tournament day. All right, so let's run through this real quick. Uh, GP Birmingham was this weekend. It was a modern. Yeah. Apparently there were 911 players because it's a hogak emergency. <clears throat> ah. Excuse me? I imagine the rescue 911 theme, and I haven't thought of that in like 20-something years. Wow. All yeah. right, so we've got the uh, day one metagame breakdown here. Hogak is sitting at 10.3% of day one. The next biggest deck is uh, Jund with 7.7, then Tron with 7.3%. So, Hogak is still uh, still pretty big. But what if we go to day two, Chewie? I don't know. What do you think, Bill? Do you think that there will be a bigger percentage of Hogak or smaller? I'm going to go with bigger. Well, you'd be right, because it's like 20. It's like 21.9, in fact. It's more than double? It's more than double. And then the next 
is 7.1% of the field with Tron and Burn. So, like, yeah. Tron held at a solid 73 to 7.1%. That's nice. Burn picked up a little bit. Hogok, however, consumed the graveyard of the fallen decks and became huge. Like, it ate the bits of the other category. Yeah. Like, 21% was other. And then 11% was other on day yeah. two. So it literally just ate the other category. Yeah. Which sounds right. There's more Hogak than there is other... Wow. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it straight up broke one in five. Okay. So that's that's a thing. Let's yeah. uh let's check out the, the deck list, shall we? Uh might as well. Alright, so Rory Kier Smith won playing Mardu Shadow. Wait, Mardu Shadow. Yeah, sure why not. Oh, it's got Ranger Captain Evios. And Tide Hollows the hot tied this guy. Tied to Hollow Sculler. There we go. It's hard to say for some reason. Yeah. Oh, and Path to Exile because you have to play Path because they could drop a turn to Hogak. <laughs> it's an instant that cost one. It's the plan now. Yeah. Like not even being funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's first place. Well done. Uh, Simon the Nielsen. This is a Mardu deck, right? What? Yeah. Oh, never mind. No, the the scholar and the ranger. Never mind. Carry on. Yeah, and the path to exile. Well, the path was why I was saying. That. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Because it's got the thought sees and the path. Because it's got the turn one. Get rid of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So second place, uh, Simon Nielsen is playing Hagak. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing really to say there. Uh. And hang on. My foot just went to sleep. In third place, there's an Urza Thopter Sword. Oh god, deck. Bye. I love that it's got a goblin engineer who I'm pretty sure would have named it Thopter Sword. Uh, who is this? Abdullah Al Awadi. Apologies for screwing that up, because I know I did. But yeah, this is the Urza deck. We we know this deck. Okay. Uh fourth place, uh how do you say his name? Jameen? Uh, Hogak. No, 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 the, the player. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jameen Kauf? Let's say Probably. playing Hogak. Doesn't matter, they're playing Hogak. Yeah. Uh, Stan Splinter in fifth place with Hardened Scales. Neat. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Rodriguez in sixth playing Burn. Uh, Peter Strouch in seventh with Hogak. And then... Uh, Borja Muno, Munoz. Moon. You think there's supposed to be a tilde above that? Uh, probably. Maybe? I don't know. Hang on, let's go see. An accent mark da, of some da, sort? Da, da, da. Okay, maybe not. I can't tell. So we'll go Borja Munoz. 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 M. Borja M. Playing a blue-white control deck. Don't need no creatures. I mean, you need five creatures. And there's Celestial <laughs> Colonnade, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. You got creatures. You got some token spells, too. You're right. Yeah. So there you go. There's your top eight. 
Chagat is all over the place. Ooh, discussion comments are closed. Excellent. Alright. Just the reminder of how um, Channel Fireball uses the same template for everything. They just close the comments so you can't comment on the top eight. Oh, I always forget okay. about it because I don't normally scroll to the bottom because it's not normally in order. But they did us a solid this time. Oh, look at that. Comments are closed. Good job. All right. So that was GP Birmingham. It's really... Modern. Yeah, it's modern. Yeah, That's it's... modern for a little bit. Hogak was 10% of day one, 22% of day two, and 37.5% of the top eight. Of day three, effectively. In ten days, all will be Hogok. In twelve days, the past will become Hogok. <laughs> there will be no stopping it. Buh. Hogok has gone back in time to stop Saffron Cochran. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a fun movie. Wait, what movie is that? First Contact. Right, yeah, there we go. I was like, I know that name, but it's not it's not coming. Okay. And I don't need lights, just Bill needs better lights. I can have more lights. I just choose not to use them. Please don't. I am evenly lit. I'm I'm good. I just look dark compared to Bill and his Cuz I'm cheating cuz I have shiny. a light right here yeah. as you can now see. <laughs> I, I expressly turned that on when we start streaming because otherwise I am shadowy. So, okay, that's GP Birmingham. Not really much else to say there. No, let's go to Richmond. Let's go to Richmond. So, Richmond was a uh, team-constructed team constructed event, which, remember, is where one person plays standard, one's on modern, one's on legacy on each team, right? One plays standard, one plays legacy, one plays Hogak. Oh, he said I need tights. Oh, you do need tights. Yeah, accurate, yeah. That's true. Or maybe a skater dress. It's not you really my you, style, buddy. though. I don't even wear shorts. Well, no, because they get in the way of the tights. <laughs> I hate you. you some Broska pants, buddy. It's all you. <laughs> so, let's go look at the uh, day two breakdown for the each of the three formats. Right? Right. Yeah. Uh, in standard, Bantscape Shift had 11 decks at the top. Uh, of day two. Orzov Vampires had eight. Bant Ramp had seven. Mono Red Aggro had five. And then it drops down to twos and ones with yeah. other stuff. Uh, in modern, well, imagine that. Hogak had 13. Yeah. The Urza deck had five, or at least the four color Urza deck had five. Yeah. Three each of Mono Red Phoenix and Azorius Control. And then from there, it drops down to twos and ones. So let's see if Legacy's any better. Four-color Delver, there were eight. Four-color Control, there were four. There were four Lands decks. Three of the Erectos Reanimator decks, three of Teamer Delver, and then it drops down to twos and ones. Mm -hmm. So, like, the format... The format... The uh, the decks for all each format were pretty diverse, just yeah. as far as numbers, but Hogak... Is far and away the most popular percentage wise. Yeah. Across three formats. 
Probably because yeah. people really want to get it in before the deck isn't you know playable anymore after next week. They want to at least take it for a spin. Yeah. That's fair. Because remember, the band restricted list update is, uh, I think it's on the 26th. So next Monday. I think that's correct, yeah. Which is right after GP Vegas. Understandably waiting till after Vegas. Yeah. So that was the metagame breakdown. Let's go run through uh, the top four teams real quick. So the first team, Justin Miller, was playing Sneak and Show in Legacy. Drew Miles was on Mono Red Phoenix in Modern. And James Liu was on Bant Scapeshift in Standard. Congratulations to all of them. Second place, Casey Lancaster was on Lands in Legacy. Evan Whitehouse was on Humans in Modern. And Kane Reinhardt was on Bant Ramp in Standard. And then they switch up the freaking order. Okay, so third place. uh, Let's see. What have we been doing? Legacy Modern Standard? Okay, so third place, Brian Rogers was on Turbo Depths for Legacy. Uh, Lyric Kulik? Kulik? Sure. Lyric? Lyric? LK uh, was on Azorius Control in Modern. And Charles Azuelos was on Bant Scapeshift in Standard. Rounding out the top four, Collins Mullins playing the Rectos Reanimator deck in Legacy. Lee McLeod was on Charge Tron in Modern. What the hell does that mean? Oh, Core Tapper. Ah. Gross. With Astral Cornucopia. Also and gross. Everflowing Chalice. And Surge Node. Holy crap. <laughs> it's like an animal deck. It kind of does. That's insane. All right, moving on. That's neat. Uh, and then uh, that was fourth place. Uh, Jeremy uh, Bertarioni. Bertarioni? Something like that. Was playing Monored Aggro in Standard. Respectable. Yeah. But again, because this is a team format, we're not going to really look at this too hard. Yeah. But. Be aware that it happened. Let's do a control left for Harak. We've got one in fifth, one in tenth, one in eleventh, one in sixteenth, one in nineteenth, one in twenty third, one in twenty fifth. So nine out of the top. Oh, and one in twenty seventh. And one in 33rd. So nine out of the top 34. And why not, while we're here... Float around that 21% we heard, right? (laughs) Five more. So nine and... What did I say? Five? Nine and five? So so 14 out of the top 42. Yeah. That would be a third. I was just about to say, that's a lot. Yeah. Four, wait, no. Calculator, damn it. Calcul- it's my, a third. My calculator refuses to open. I'm going to get like four instances of it in just a second. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Whoop, no, there's another one. <laughs> 14, 42... 
That's literally a th- oh, it is. Isn't yes. It? Now that I've done yes. math out loud, like an idiot. Anyway, okay, let's go to the freaking classics. How many people were in that? By the way, I didn't. I didn't say that. Oh, um, there were two hundred and four teams, which means six hundred and twelve players. Nice. All right. How that about the a disturbing uh, Hogok to player ratio? By the way. Oh God. Uh, how about the uh, standard? Classic. Allegedly 100 players. Um, each time I pulled one of these, it came out to even 100. That may not be perfect because sometimes when that happens, it means they only upload the top 100, but I think it may have actually just coincidence into exactly 100. Okay. So there you go. So let's see. Travis Cyrus won with the Orzov Vampires deck. Stephen Abbott was in second with the Orzov Vampires deck. Cortland Strodel was in third with the Orzov Vampires deck. What? Yeah, man. Hang on, we gotta look at these real quick. Party like it's hot topic. Wow. Look these at are out of his babies. These are all extremely similar. Like they're two of them are straight up the same sixty, uh, the same main deck. Yeah. And one of them has it looks like. Two card difference. I mean, it's the tribal deck. Yeah. Okay, then there you go. Orza vampires are kicking ass. Uh, Nathaniel Trip in fourth was on Just Guy Super Friends. <laughs> Hiccup. Uh, Samuel Lefevre was on Mono Red Aggro in fifth. Derek Avery on Bant Scapeshift in 6th. Corey Baumeister. Baumeister? Baumeister? How the hell do you say his name? Uh, was also on uh, Bant Scapeshift in 7th. And Austin Collins was on Vampires in 8th. Yeah, well, that's half the top 8. Good job, Vampires. What is 4-Color Legends? Hang on. I have to go look at this. Ah, fibble tip. Diligent Excavator. Whenever you cast a historic spell, target player mills two. We've got Fibblethip the Lost, Kethis the Hidden Hand, whoa, Lazav the Multifarious, Ashiok, Dream Render, Tamiyo Collector of Tales, and Teferi Time Raveler. Also Mox Amber, Oath of Kaya, and Urza's Ruinous Blast. Eh. Everything is a legend. I'll say literally everything except for the Diligent Excavator is legendary. Yeah. Okay. And that was good enough for 11th place. Yeah. Looks fun. In the abstract, I would not want to play it or play against it. But in the abstract, it looks fun. Yeah. The board has Cerulean Drake, Teshar Ancestor's Apostle... Tulsimir, Friend of Wolves, Jace, Wielder yeah. of Mysteries, Mortamio, Another Ruinous Blast, The Elder Spell, and Unmoored Evil. Ah. Elder Spell. Oh, no. Wow. All of that is just neat. Yeah. A lot going on there. <sighs> Excuse me. All right. Rest of the top 16. Bant Control, Another Scape Shift, The Legends Deck, Mormon or Red Aggro, Demir Control, what? Blue Black, Blue control. black control, but called Demir. 
Kefnet, Liliana Narset, and then a bunch of control. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, with Enter the God Eternals. Nice. Yeah, alright. That that works. Uh Bant Reclamation, more vampires, and a Bant control deck. Alright, there you go. Yeah. So let's go to the modern classic. How many uh, players were there? 151. Like the original Pokemon. Yeah. All right. So we've got Kevin Huang running Hogak, of course, in first place. Uh, Tyler O'Brien is on Jund in second. Brendan Fulton on Mono Green Tron in third. Jared Calabrese on Mono Red Phoenix in fourth. Bryce Morgan with Jund in fifth. Corey Lurch playing Eldrazi Tron in sixth. Car- Carlton Silvestro also on Eldrazi Tron in seventh. And Eldrazi Tron. Eldrazi Tron. Oh, wait, we should it- probably make sure that that's just a typo. <laughs> I'm sure it's just a typo. But it'd be funny if it had all weight themed cards. Yeah, it looks like that's just a typo. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then Alex uh, Battistelli running Hogak in eight. So only two of the top eight. And in fact, only two of the top 16 were Hogak, but I'm going to predict that's because the rest of them were still still playing in the uh, team event. Yeah. Let's see. The rest of the top 16. Based on their conversion rate, I would imagine so. Exactly. Uh, Given the the rest of the top 16, we've got a four-color Urza deck, a pure steel paladin deck. Hoo-hoo. Uh, Burn, Blue-Eyed Control, Monogreen Tron, Izzet Phoenix, Azorius Control, and another Izzet Phoenix. There you go. Yeah. And finally, the king of all formats, apparently, uh, the Legacy Classic. How many players were in this? Uh, 120 players. One for every star in Mario 64. I got all those stars. Yeah, you did. Japanese. In Japanese. Ask me how much Japanese I, I can read, Bill. Uh, I'm not going to ask you that question because the answer is no. The answer is no. Anyway, uh, Bob Huang won with Golgari Depths. Mm-hmm. Like he does. Uh, Andrew Lopez was in second with Death and Taxes. Jeff Snodgrass on Monored Prison. Jackson Baum on Azorius Stoneblade. Kenton Najzian. Kenton Najzian. Something like that. On the Bomberman deck. That freaking deck. What is this? Michael Conroe in six playing Hogak. Wait. You know, the three guaranteed things. Death, taxes, and Hogak. It's got Carrion Feeder. Wait, Carrion Feeder's in the modern decks, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, because it was in Modern Horizons. I was like, I know it's been... And reprinted, so it's these legal. are not old cards <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, it's Altar of Dementia Bridge from Below and Tomb Cabal Therapy Faceless Loot. Yeah, it's taking the Hogak deck and just putting better lands in it, putting better lands in it. And like, in Tomb isn't modern legal, right? Uh, no, don't think so. Okay, good. Yeah, because Odyssey was, um before yeah i was just making sure it hasn't been reprinted in anything modern legal because i don't keep track of that no because we've seen 
Yeah, we would have seen it. You're right. Yeah. Because it's the best thing at that. And Cabal Therapy is also not. Yeah. But it, otherwise, it's not that big of a jump. Yeah. It's better lands and some better spells and good to go. Even the sideboard is all modern stuff. And look, it's got Rotting Regisar because... Eh, Reggie. Is that what happens when you're not president of Nintendo of America anymore? I mean, oh, once no. Bowser takes your job, what's left? Now I'm sad. <laughs> I mean, Dinosaur is not the worst plan for retirement. That's true. All right, uh, back to the top eight. Kenta Hiroki on four-color Delver and Jake Dershowitz. <coughs> Jake, whose name tried to kill me. Uh, Dershimer? Dershimer? Something like that was playing Dredge. Uh, the rest of the top 16. Look, it says Ant. It doesn't say Storm. What? It, it says Ant. Uh, and Clues isn't here to see it. Let, let's watch it actually be tested. Hold on. Yeah, okay, wait. <laughs> hang on. Let's. Uh, no, dude, it's Ant. All right, then. That's Good job. awesome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> four color Delver, Golgari Adapts, four color Control. Blue White Helm. Which wait, which helm? Of obedience? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh da, 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 da. Hogak Depths? What? Oh, ew, ew. Funny. Elvish Reclaimer, Seder Wayfinder, Stitcher Supplier, Hex Mage, Hogak, Dryad Arbor. Mox Diamond, Crop Rotation, Cabal Therapy, Life from the Loom, Thoughtseize. Wow. And of course, Dark Depths and Thespian Stage, because duh. Natural. Hence the name. Wow. That's really weird. Okay, yep. anyway, just drop him in. Wait, is he in any of these Depths decks? Yeah. Oh, not Depths. Um, he's in the Dredge deck in 8. Oh, he is? Yeah. I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. He's got Delve. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just one, though. Just the one. Just yeah, the one. that means that Hogak is also in 25% of the top 8 decks in Legacy. <laughs> Jesus. Rock those numbers. Was he in... Okay, he's not here. He's not in the winning deck, so... Correct. I, I checked there first. That's ridiculous. Okay, so let's see. Where did I stop? Hogak Depths. There's another Mono Red Prison and a Mono Green Post deck at 16th. Mono Green Post playing Golos. How do you get... I'm so confused. Are you trying to figure out the Wooberg? Yeah. Let's see, um. there's black mana. This is all colorless. There's white mana. I'm so confused. What am I missing? Uh. I'm obviously missing something.
chat? For like, so like, let's go down the colors. You got forest for green. Yep. Jukabug is uh, black. Yep. Colors, colors, colorless. Doesn't tap for mana. Uh, Caracas is white. Oh, chat says you don't. Cool then. Well, why do you have a five mana go get a land? I'm so confused. Because it doesn't say basic land. It doesn't, does it? So you get a post. But it costs five. It, you're playing a post deck. There, oh, you're playing a post deck. Right. So it says go get a land, but it's not a freaking uh, green spell. Got it. Okay. Yeah. We we got there. Once you gave us that hint, it became really obvious what was going on. But we're used to looking for the Wooberg because it's also got big, dumb cards in the deck. Yeah, it's got big, dumb cards in the deck, so you want to use the ability to pull a Ugin and a Karn and a freaking Emrakul, the whatever face in the face. Mm-hmm. But, okay, our bad. Yeah, we don't you play get your this. Post or you get a Chasm or whatever. Like, whatever you need. Good lord, everything in this deck scares me. Okay. So there you go. That's uh, that's Legacy. Also, tights. Oh yeah, tights. Nice. They're very stylish. Okay. So are we are we done? Yeah. Is that everything? Do we cover it all? Hmm. Like. Well, that didn't take as long as I was afraid it would. I think it's because we didn't actually break down everything in that one long article, which would have been a mistake. We broke down a lot of it, though. We broke down a lot of it. We didn't, like, bullet point by bullet point it like I think we were afraid we were going to have to do. Yeah. So, that goes a long way. Yay. Yeah. I guess we can wrap up, then. Okay. Um, wrap up, then. Yeah. So, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at SqueeGoblinNabob. There's no eye in Goblin, because tights. And, um... Beyond that, you can find me at DragonCon, where there will be people wearing tights. Um, but I will not be wearing tights. I will be at DragonCon just hanging out. So if you're going to Atlanta this Labor Day weekend, let me know. It'll be cool. We can hang out. It'll be fun. Um, that's really all I got right now. So I will hand it over to the absence of clues, which will cause it to ricochet over to Chewy. It's at La Cluse, spelled just like it is in the show notes. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, all the usual things, like, I'm Chewy, and I do things here on Twitch. I do Monday Night Magic, and I do the Mana Pool, and then I play other games. Yay. I still have to uh, make a push for Legend and Hearthstone. So I'll be playing some Hearthstone. I, I'm, I'm, my soul is dying for some uh, uh, Dota Underlords, so I'm going to be doing that too this week. So come hang out. You can play Underlords with me or with us because, you know, people in the chat jump in and we play games, and it's awesome. Is it yeah. awesome, Bill? I mean, I don't even play it, and it seems pretty fun. See? I like watching you react to when other people in the chat are doing things. And then them in the chat, like, a little bit later after the delay, going, oh, my bad, as they destroy you. Or vice versa. 
Hey, Scuzzo just resubbed for the 21 months with that Twitch Prime sub. He says, everything is awesome. Eh, I don't know about everything. Some things are awesome. Something. <laughs> Could be. Ah, uh, that is good. That is good. You might, Rabbit. You might. Anyway. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I stream things here. And then sometimes it gets put, some of that stuff gets put on YouTube.com slash The Manipool, including Monday Night Magic and The Manipool. That makes sense. Let's see. What's going up right now? I finally finished The World of Light. I finally finished The Messenger of Picnic Panic. So there's some Hearthstone games going up because I'm playing a lot of Hearthstone. And Human Fall Flat. I finally started the Human Fall Flat series that I played with Steph mm-hmm. so long ago. And this game is adorable. It's so cute. It's disgusting. Huh. Because you're, you're a little derpy dude. It's a 3D like puzzle platformer that's heavily physics-based. So you can reach and you can grab. And that's what you do. And you can jump. And you do these things to solve puzzles and whatnot. But because of the shape of your little dude, you look like, like, especially when you pick something up and carry it, you have to hold it up so it doesn't hit the ground. And you look like a little kid who found something and is taking it to his mom. Like, I got this for you! It's so cute. But anyway, I played that with Steph, who is also adorable beyond all reason. So, yeah, it's just it's just awesome. So that series started on uh, YouTube today, actually, I think. Yeah. So, yay, go check that out. It's it's very cute. So that's that. Now, if you want to help support what I do, there's one, at least, one YouTube video that goes up every day. I do two podcasts a week and then all the streams and stuff. So if you want to help support what I do with all of that, then there are a variety of ways to do so. You can, hey, you can subscribe right here on Twitch using Twitch Prime or just using money. They both work and they both count the same as far as uh, my end is concerned. So, Hooray. Yeah. Uh, you can use my uh, Humble Partner link. So if you ever buy PC or Switch games on uh, HumbleBundle.com, if you do so using my link, then I get uh, some small percentage of anything you buy. That includes bundles, stuff in the store, just whatever. So, it helps. It really does. Uh, I actually, they actually did pay me for the first time last month. This this Ooh. month, La- last month, whatever. So, video it, game money. It does work, and it does help me pay the bills. So nice. But the most direct way, of course, is to go to Patreon.com/slash/TheManaPool and become a lifeguard, where you can get early stuff. You can get behind-the-scenes stuff. You can get. You can find out why Bill is petting an ankylosaur. I guess we have to cover that in the post-show, Bill. Perhaps. And uh, you can get the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all of the YouTube videos. So let's thank our mythic lifeguards. Okay, here we go. Let me let me take a drink first. Hang on. Find your center. Jason Doan, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Team You, Hellas, How Are You, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw. 
<coughs> that person didn't uh, <coughs> did not sign up uh, as a lifeguard. I just choked. But if <coughs> wants to, they can feel free to. <coughs> Where did oh, I get God. to? Uh, <laughs> PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey Fayen says, Danny Leal, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansen, Jason Kals, Gothic Man. Brian DeLucci, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, Bartle, Sarah Jane, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. So, yeah. Thank you all uh, so much for your support. And to all of the lifeguards at every level ever. Um, all of you. I'm currently working on a plan to redo the Patreon uh, reward tiers. So if you're already a patron, it's in the Discord server under... uh... Hey, where'd I put that, you guys? What's the name of that channel? Lifeguard stuff. Because you're lifeguards, so you have access to that channel. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, by all means, give me some feedback if you haven't yet. And yeah, with that, I guess we're done. Are we done with episode 664? Yes. Nice. So, this has been Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash pool. Thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, go play some magic. <laughs>